Good morning and welcome to what seems to be and what feels like a virgin episode of the Christian Underground News Network. We've taken a little vacation. We, we have, well, we have, yes. Uh, I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And uh, before we begin this broadcast, uh, we need to explain a couple of things, I think. First of all... Um, your producer um, forwards his apologies to you for being absent for so long. Uh, back to the matter is I had some health issues and uh, I was advised by my physician to slow the heck down. So I have tried to do so. Um, it was pretty bad there for a while. For those of you that were aware of it, I thank you for your prayers and uh, those those were much appreciated. And um, for those of you that weren't aware of it, hey, I hope you missed us, but we're back. Now, there's going to be one change to our format. Uh, we will not be doing a three-a-week show. We won't be doing two on sa- every Saturday and, and one every Tuesday with JB. Uh, we will be doing, we're going to go to a once-a-month format. Our broadcasts will be on the first Saturday of every month. The first Saturday of every month. Today is September the 3rd, Labor Day weekend. It is the first Saturday of the month, and so here we is. And uh, we're glad to be back in the saddle again, and we hope you're just as glad that we are. Um, we look forward to serving your Bible study needs as always. Uh, I know I'm sitting right next to a guy who's also really happy to be back in the saddle, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And uh, I know, I happen to know what pastor's got planned for you today as far as Bible study. Uh, but this has a little contemporary flair to it, a little contemporary taste, if you will, uh, this is a very, very current events kind of issue, um, but you'll be surprised as to what the Bible says about it. Um, and uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. That's that's a pastor's job. So I'm going to let him get to it, Pastor. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, global warming, the real truth about global warming. Now, I see it in the news every day. They're talking about it. it. Makes me angry. They, they're pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And there's got to be, you know, anytime the media and the government and, you know, the scientific community in general bombard you with something day after day after day, minute after minute, there's got to be a reason for that. And I'll bet you're going to explain a little of that, too. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Dick Chamberlain on the truth, the real truth about global warming. Pastor. The real truth is that global warming is uh, 99% false. What? Well, there's going to be a point when, uh, when the earth warms up, okay? And it's not just going to warm up. It's going to melt with the fervent heat. 
and we're told that in one of the officials later on, and I'll, I'll tell you what that is when we get to it. But global warming, is it true? Is it a fact? Um, as a matter of fact, what's happening in the news media, they don't use global warming as much as they used to. Now they call it climate change. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, our climate change is about four times a year. You know, we call them seasons. Uh, oh, yeah, those. Yeah, those. Remember those? I do. Okay, so. Uh, We're uh, in one right now. Yeah. The first, the, yeah. And the, the, the first verse we're going to use, okay, uh -huh. is a charge given by the Apostle Paul to his uh, young student uh, who is in the ministry. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. I'll give you a moment or two to turn about it, to turn to it. And uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, yep. verse 20. And the Apostle Paul writes this, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings. What? Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called oppositions of science falsely so called there's so much phony science going on out there that it's just ridiculous um so let's talk about global warming for a minute okay this is the this okay. is september 3rd we just went through an august that was probably cooler than most augusts I can, i'd agree with that when I was growing up as a lad in West Peoria, I was five, six years old, and we had a nice house and a nice neighborhood with a nice yard. And that yard, backyard, I used to uh, learn how to hit a baseball. I learned how to shoot a basketball because there was a uh, there was a bank board and a hoop on our garage, and I would go out and play. And there were some times, and I remember usually in July and August where it was so hot that my mother said, no, you can't go out there today. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so. That's what we call Black Flag Day. So, yeah, we call it that. But, but uh, you know, and this was, let's see, I'm 82 now. So that's what, 77 years ago that uh, my mother used to say that to me. Now, I went out yesterday and the day before and I take the dog out to go to the potty. And it's, it's August, and I'm saying, is this really August? This isn't hot enough to be August. And I got to wondering, uh, is, it, is this global warming or is this climate change? Or, or yeah, and what's the difference between the two? Well, the difference is that they don't use global warming as much on television and the news than they used to because yeah, you can't prove it. Oh, yeah, there's that. So now they're using the term climate change. Yeah. Now, regarding global warming or climate change, we're going to give you some, some verses so that you don't get all, pardon the pun, hot and bothered about it. Oh, oh that, was, that was bad. Wasn't it bad? That, that was, I wish you'd have warned me about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. 
So uh, so First Timothy 6.20 says, don't pay any attention. Avoid those things uh, about science, falsely so-called. The word science comes from, in our language, comes from a Latin word, S-C-I-O, which means to know. And science, uh, in, the, in the Greek word, it means knowledge. And in Daniel chapter 1, we see the word science. And in the Hebrew, it means knowledge. And so... Um, but they're going to try and change your attitude, your mind about knowledge. They're going to give you something. What, what's the goal? The goal is control. So in order for them to control you, yes, they have to make you receive the news in what way? I mean, yeah, they want you to be afraid. Yes. Uh, okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, that's Genesis 1-1. Yeah. God okay. created. By the way, while we're talking about this, yeah. one of the evil, evil things about global warming is that, that we're using fossil fuels. So let me ask you something, Curtis. Ooh, fossil fuels. Ooh, fo what? Let me ask you something. <laughs> Why on in heaven's name did God put coal in the earth. I don't know. What did we do with coal? Maybe he foresaw the need for heating and cooling and yeah. other energy purposes. Yeah. I don't know. When I was a kid, we had a coal furnace. A yeah. coal truck would come out once a month, dump yeah. coal down our coal chute to yeah. the basement. Yeah. And uh, it was my job to put coal in the furnace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we kept the fire going all the time in cool weather and oh, sure. and uh so it was my job to put coal in the furnace i was five six seven years old yeah. and my dad wanted to teach me how to work and i by the way i did it and so but i here later in my life i'm saying why did god put coal in the ground do we still have coal mines oh we do yeah and well, not as many of them as we used to. Yeah, because now we're worried about fossil fuels. That's another term. That Greenhouse gases. My goodness. Emissions. Now, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, uh, stop driving uh, gas-powered cars, right? Because oh. it, it dirties up the air. And so. Something horrible. So. Yeah. Oh, well, let me ask you this. Why did God put oil under the earth? Well, is God I imagine it's for the same reasons he put coal there. It's fuel. It's fuel. Okay. Now, okay. let's use electricity. Okay. Let's go to electricity. Now, I'm going to go to the word of God here, folks, but I want to, I want to introduce this in the right way. Let's go to electricity. Where is electricity? Where is it? Yeah, where is it? Well, it's it doesn't exist um, in a tangible form. In a tangible form yeah. for us. That's right. And we have to create it. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I thought Ben Franklin flew a kite once and discovered that there's electricity in the in, well, in the in the storms. Well, there's some electricity in, in the atmosphere, yeah. of course. Yeah, and, and where does our electricity come from? Well, our, our terrestrial stuff. Well, we used to produce it. Comes from, oh yeah. We used to produce it. Gas oh. and oil production. 
Yeah, we used to produce electricity by engines that were powered by fossil fuel. Oh my goodness. Isn't that something? You can drive down almost any highway in the modern day and you can see big windmills out in the field. And uh, now the windmills, they, they generate uh, what's called direct current. And, and, and the direct current gets sent to a, to a factory or a, or a station where it was changed into alternating current so we can use it in our homes. And, and uh, how is that? How is that the engines in that changing station powered? I just kind of wonder. I'll bet you. I don't know this for a fact. Yeah. But I'll bet you they're powered by natural gas or, oh. or coal or, yeah. or maybe, yeah. maybe even oil. oil. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. So, so why, why do we have? Why do we have yeah. oil? Why do we have fossil fuels? Yeah. Because God knew there was going to be a need for it. And he knew that there were going to be automobiles. Um, by the way, Curtis, let's, uh, you work for, uh, at that time for an automobile dealer and they have an electric car sitting in their lot. How much is that electric car going for? They've got more than one. Um, I think they start out at about 65 or 66 67,000 maybe yeah yeah for the base models yeah yeah and more for some well for the, just the base models you yeah, know yeah the and, simple ones yeah yeah and where do you where do you get the fuel for the uh the electric electric fuel from well they've got charging stations but oh, oh, they oh have, so you're asking me what and so they have how to, the charging stations are supplied with electricity yeah and yeah and oh oh i know that and where are the charging stations well, they, you can, they don't have many of them anymore, do they? Well, we've got three, three or four of them over the dealership. Isn't that amazing? Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, they get their power from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know where. Yeah. They get it from, it's hydroelectric power. Yeah. And a combination of hydroelectric and natural gas. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that those windmills that are supposed to produce electricity most frequently don't even work? They don't. Because there's well, they no, don't when the wind doesn't blow. When the wind doesn't blow. Well, why doesn't the wind blow? Oh, climate change? Give me a break, okay? And by the way, we're dirtying up the air with our with our um, uh, oil, gasoline, uh, fossil fuel driven vehicles. Um, and yet, I can go out in my backyard and still breathe. Uh, People are still running up and down my beautiful street, uh, running and breathing. And then where's that air come from? Well, I, I, are they breathing dirty air? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How does the air get cleaned up? Well, you know what it is. It's simple. It's science. Rain. Now, folks, don't get all hot and bothered. Believe men ought to believe God rather than men and this whole fossil fuel thing is is uh is a scam it's a fabrication it is it's a it's a it's a tool of fear okay but now let's go to the scriptures i know we've taken some time with this introduction and uh, i just wanted to get your attention to a few things and and we're going to go in the bible and what to tell you why you don't worry why you shouldn't worry about global warming 
bringing this earth to an end. By the way, sometime in the future, not now, but sometime in the future, and I'll, we're going to tell you about when the earth will melt with a fervent heat. Okay. But that's a little different story. Look at Genesis, please. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. It's after the flood. Noah and his and his family were saved from the flood. And, and after the flood, he, they, uh, the boat, the ark, got, uh, got stranded on a mountain. And the dry land, the earth began to dry up. And, and this uh, and this Genesis chapter eight is um, talking about the flood and what happened during the flood and what happened after the flood. Genesis eight deals with uh, the cessation of the flood or the recession of the water. That's exactly and the right. Dry land appearing again. And things returning to what normal. Oh, imagine that, huh? After something so cataclysmic, it would have returned to normal. Really? Yeah. Well, let's see what God said about that in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Tell us, Pastor, tell us. He said this, when after Noah built the ark, mm -hmm. he said this, while the earth remaineth. It's here. That's, uh, while the I earth, woke up on it this morning. Yeah, yeah. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Men ought to believe God rather than men. This is what God said, while the earth remaineth. And it's still here. Now there's going to come a time when it won't, and there will be a new heavens and a new earth. Right. But let, let's let's deal with what what's ha what's here now. Okay. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's talk about some things. Let's see. Um, let's see what Second uh, Peter chapter three says. Uh, shall we? Second Peter chapter three. New Testament. I'm getting there. Second Peter chapter three. Yeah. Okay, verses 10 through 12. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. What? Yeah. Melt with a... Would you tell me, Kurt, where the fervent heat is? where the fervent heat is yeah I, I went out this morning to take the dog out to potty out in the yard yeah and you drove up and uh our my front yard was a little shady i mean we have trees there oh oh, oh yeah yeah and you mean how from the fervent heat is not here now no of course it isn't uh and so uh wait let, let's let's wait for it i mean it's not we don't have fervent heat. Are we rushing? Are we what? Are we rushing it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and maybe and maybe we're trying to rush God or something, or, or maybe we're trying to scare people into doing something that oh. they had not to do. 
Oh, that could be. Okay. Oh, let's see. So, so um, let's see. Uh, let's go to uh, Psalm chapter 1, verse 22. Now, we're talking about, you know, God said in Genesis 8, there's going to be summer and winter, seed time and harvest, hate and cold, day and night, as long as the earth shall remain. And it's here. Come on, folks. Don't get so worried about it. Don't get, don't get your um, underwear in a bundle about it. Just, just let's believe God, okay? Let's just believe God. Now, should we be uh, cognizant of pollution? Yeah, I think so. Well, well, we're charged to be good stewards. Yeah, but you know what takes that pollution away? Wind and rain. Wind and rain. Yeah, it just takes it away. Yeah. And and as long as the earth shall remain, heat and cold. There'll be seasons and so forth. Now, Romans chapter 1. Well, you, we were supposed to be going to Psalm 1 first. Were we? Yes, sir. That's where you were directing us. Oh, well. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. Did I, did I say that? You did. Okay, let's go to Psalm 1. <laughs> oh, boy. These are in no particular order, but. But Psalm chapter one is is very interesting. I, I love the book of Psalms. It's their their songs of David, and um, Psalm chapter one, verse three. Now let's read from verse one. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Uh, many there are would be uh, many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. <laughs> Where, where are you at, Dad? Uh, Psalm chapter. Oh, oh, I'm in, I'm in the wrong chapter. Psalm chapter one. Thanks, Curtis. Yeah. Um, uh, blessed is the man that walketh in the counsel of the ungodly, that walketh, walketh not, not in the counsel of the ungodly, but standing in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he medicate meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper bringeth forth fruit seasons mm -hmm. yeah. sounds like the psalmist uh, under the inspiration of the holy spirit was writing about seasons yeah amazing huh Let's turn to Romans. Let's go turn to Romans then. Uh, I, I love doing this. Romans. <coughs> chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 22. This is talking about the reprobation of men. It really is. When you begin reading at verse 17 about the reprobates, uh, and, and and it says here uh, in Romans chapter 1, it says, Because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. What verse is that, Dad? Verse 21. Okay. They became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Right. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Really? They became fools. And they, and, and they did what? And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corrupt old man and 
uh, birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And so uh, what happens is, what's, what's happening here is men are changing the truth of God. Summer and winter, seed time and harvest, heat and cold, yeah. day and night, long as the earth shall remain. Yeah, but, but science says that's all going to end if we don't fix it quick. And who's going to fix it? And how are we going to fix it? Does anybody know? Well, sure. They're going Joe to... Biden's got the answer. Did does he? Yeah. Stop using fossil fuels and just everybody drive an electric car. Yeah. Cough up sixty-six grand, <sighs> or get a mortgage on it for sixty-six grand. <laughs> get a mortgage and drive on it more like an electric car. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's terrible. Thir- Hebrews chapter thirteen. Hebrews. Hebrews 13, and everybody is turning. I can hear the pages turning out there in in uh, Vermont. Okay. Hebrews. Nobody in Vermont's been listening to it. No, I'm kidding. Okay. They, they have. Yeah, yeah. There's so, somebody tucked way back in yeah. the woods. Yeah. So let's go to uh, uh, verse 6. It says, so, so that, uh, well, in verse 5, Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Uh, and so that we uh, may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. And be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have been profited uh, by them that have seen occupied and so forth. So what are you saying? Trust God. We're here. We're breathing. We're living. Um, Our feet walk on the ground. Uh, That's still here. Stop it. Stop worrying. Let's see. Um, let's, let's look at Leviticus and, and I know I'm taking you, I'm taking you all over the place. Um, Genesis 1 14, uh, talks about, uh, when God created the heavens and the earth and he made seasons and we have them, we have four seasons. Um, now the seasons are not the same, uh, in South Africa as they are in, uh, uh, in, uh, Bull Moose, Minneapolis or where, wherever, the northern part of the country is it's different. It's a little different, but not still heat and cold, still night and day, still seasons. They're, they're still coming. Leviticus uh, 26, four talks about God giving us rain in the seasons. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter three, please. Ecclesiastes right after the book of Proverbs. Ecclesiastes chapter three. Let's look at verse one. Everything to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, time to die, time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, time to weep. Time to laugh, time, and on and on and on. A time, a time, a time, a time, a time. And we are in time. Yeah. Quit worrying 
about the earth exploding. That's right. God says that our linear time that we live in will exist with the earth until he gets ready to change it. Until he gets ready to change it. Now, is he ready to change it? Well, let me see. Uh, has the rapture occurred yet? No. 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 That's the next event in, in the prophetic order, the rapture of the church, when the saints of Jesus Christ, those who are believers, will be caught up together with him in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And uh, and so if there, the, uh, or the rapture hasn't happened yet, Let's see if I can find Ezra, book of Ezra. Um, you've got one and a half minutes. One, I got one and a half minutes left. Okay. Okay. Um, let's uh, uh, let's let's go to Ezra. I think I've got the wrong. Okay, you've got you got one minute. Let's wrap it up, and we'll go to the next segment in the next half hour. Okay, let's do it. By the way. The next segment is going to be the one that it'll be shorter than this one, but uh, we'll finish up with something that I have to say. Okay. All right. Sounds so, good. So Stay go. tuned. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back momentarily. Okay.